Hi, this is Alyssa McNamara-Reed, and I will be your host for the next two hours. Allow me to introduce myself. I am a certified financial planner practitioner and an investment advisor. I am co-owner of McNamara Financial Services, Inc. in Marshfield, Massachusetts. McNamara Financial is a federally registered investment advisor, and by my definition anyway, is a true family business. We work with clients like you every day, regular people that need help making sound financial decisions or people that want one less thing to worry about. I work with clients for a fee based on assets that I manage or an hourly or flat fee for creating financial plans. I am not compensated via commissions unless I have the pleasure of helping someone with their insurance needs. There are some things worth paying for, and perhaps a lifetime of financial security is one of them. I, of course, cannot guarantee that working with me will ensure a secure financial future. McNamara on Money has been a call-in talk radio show since 1990. I love hearing from listeners, and there truly are no dumb questions. In fact, I like the simple questions, because everyone should have the answer to those. Just don't call me asking for the next hot investment or which market is going to outperform this year. Number one, that's not the nature of this show. And number two, I have no idea. Any advice I give to a caller is meant to be generic in nature and should be verified with his or her own financial professionals. You will hear about a variety of topics on this show that relate to investments and personal finance. We try to cover topics that people can relate to regardless of their net worth or financial situation. And of course, we try to keep it interesting. I would crunch numbers for two hours or spreadsheet cash flows because I'm a total math nerd, but that wouldn't much make for good radio. Instead, I choose to educate people on topics surrounding big financial events in life, like marriage and divorce, kids in college, death of a loved one, career changes, and of course, retirement. I once heard that it is a smart man that knows what he doesn't know. I'm sure it was my dad that said that, and I'm also sure that it applies to women. That is why I invite guests onto my show that have expertise in different areas also related to personal finance. I feel it's important to note that the opinions of these professionals are not necessarily the opinions of McNamara Financial or any of its advisors. As long as we are on the subject of disclosure, I should note that while we may discuss investments and or markets on this show that past performance is not indicative of future results. Thanks for tuning in. Good morning. You're listening to McNamara on Money. My name is Kirk Reed of McNamara Financial. Uh, today I'm joined in studio by Peter Stoner of Stoner and Company. Uh, and I'll let him introduce himself in just a second. But before I do, I wanted to give out the uh, studio number in case someone wants to call in uh, with a question, 781-837-4900. Uh, and also uh, wanted to promote uh, our upcoming webinar uh, with Peter Stoner, uh, and that will be October 20th at 6.30 p.m. Uh, if you'd like to register uh, for that Zoom event, you can call the office at 781 781- Eight three four two zero one zero. So good morning again, Peter. Um, if you'd like, you know, just give out your name and contact info one more time, please. Sure. Thank you, Kirk. Uh, so my, my name is Peter Stoner. My telephone number is 781-431-7550. My email address is pstoner at stonermedicare.com. And our website is www.stonermedicare.com. All right, so we are going to kind of continue with um, enrolment options in t- yeah. Yeah, time, when you can enroll and changes. Yeah, that seems to be the hot topic right, right now because the major enrollment period, which is the annual enrollment period, is happening right now. It starts October 15th through December 7th. And that's for when people are already on a Medicare plan, they can make a change. So usually when somebody takes uh, uh, whatever plan they take, they are um, obliged to stay on that plan for the entirety of whatever year they've taken it for. And that the plans that are selected now will be effective the 1st of January of next year. Okay. But um, there's a number of other uh, significant times when somebody can enroll. There's the initial enrollment period, and that's when somebody's turning 65. There's a seventh-month window associated with that, and that's three months before the month in which they turn 65. It's the month itself in which they turn 65, and three months thereafter. So that's where you get the seven-month window. And once that seven months is over, then that period is over. It doesn't come back ever. Okay. The next uh, enrollment period, which I find a lot of people uh, access, is called a special election period, a SEP. 
special election period uh, most of the time is generated by uh, retirement. So somebody retires, they have uh, three months before the desired Part B effective date, which is usually the day after the day they lost their uh, employer group coverage. So usually a company will, so say somebody's retiring on December 14th, uh, usually a company will cover that person until the end of the month. And then if they were going to elect Part B, they would do so for March 1st. So there's no gaps in their coverage. But you need to check. I'm finding more and more companies. You walk out the door on the 14th, your health insurance walks out the door with you. So you want to make sure that that isn't happening. Um, and if it is, you either work until the end of the month so you can get that coverage for the entire month or you take uh, Medicare for the 1st of February, not the 1st of March. Yes, you have double coverage for 14 days, but at least you're not without coverage at any period of time. Right. That's certainly the better alternative there. Yes. Okay. So, and, and then you have uh, an eight-month window with, uh, on a special election period. Uh, just a word of warning uh, surrounding COBRA. So a lot of people think, you know, I can, I can retire and I'll go on COBRA for a while and then I'll kind of take Medicare when I feel like it. <laughs> yeah. When, when they do that, and I've seen a number of them over the years, uh, they then are subject to all sorts of penalties. And the reason for that is that Medicare does not consider COBRA to be employer group coverage. You know, it really isn't. You're not working when you're on COBRA. By definition, you've, right. you've, you're no longer working, so that's why you're on COBRA. If you're over 65, they view that as you're, you're, not, you're not eligible. So now you've used up your initial election period because you're already over 65 and change. You've also used up your SEP because you've been out of your employment, yeah. typically for, for more than that five months. And now the government looks at you and says, you know, this person has been, they didn't use their first election period. They didn't use the SEP. Now they stick them into the general enrollment period. And the general enrollment period is between January 1st and March 31st. So it's the first quarter of the following year. Okay, so this is different than open enrollment. It, this, is another, this is another, another period. It's, it's different. Okay. And if somebody's already used up their COBRA, now they're, they've got to get individual coverage on their own. And it gets even worse because it's not like you can enroll during January uh, 1st to March 31st and you can get coverage for April 1st. No, the government makes you get coverage for July 1st. Hmm. So now there's a six-month window that you've got to finance on individual coverage. And individual coverage for, say, a 68-year-old person is not inexpensive. So it's insult to injury. Because yeah. on top of that, they're going to level you with a penalty. So I really advise people when they're over 65, they're thinking about COBRA to, to call me. Because the, and everybody that I've seen over the years that's been caught in that trap has either been a doctor or an engineer. <laughs> so we're not talking about okay. people who are uh, intellectually challenged. You know, we're talking about some real smart people who got caught anyhow. Yeah. So I, a word of caution. And, and I mean, and COBRA is not inexpensive. So I don't, yeah, I don't know if I follow the logic there. Yeah. Well, the logic sometimes is they have a younger spouse. So, well, they think, oh, geez, I've got to continue to cover okay. my spouse. Right. So th that's worth it. And they can afford it. So they do it. But. In the meantime, they have walked into a trap. There are some long-term ramifications. There, there are. Yes. Okay. There really are. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So we just talked about um, some of the uh, open enrollment periods or the times when you can transition to Medicare. I want to focus a little more on when you're turning 65, because that's the big one. Mm -hmm. That's the, the and I, I want to tell people, so what are their options? And we've already spoken to some degree about this, but this is going to get us to be able to transition to, so what's a supplement plan and what's an advantage plan? 
The first option that people have when they're turning 65, and this is a most especially for those that are working for an employer with 20 or more employees, is they can, they can decline Part D, Part B rather, as in boy. They, again, I advocate you take Part A. You don't have to. But they've essentially, they're staying on their employer group plan. That's the first option. Second option is they can take uh, A and B of Medicare. A and B of Medicare in and of itself is health insurance. And, but people are stuck with that coinsurance that I mentioned. They're stuck with the deductibles that I mentioned. Um, sometimes people, though, will take that and they'll cobble together a Part D plan for their prescriptions. Sometimes I see uh, low-income veterans. They'll take A and B of Medicare. And the reason they'll do that is that all it costs them is the 148.50 this year for B, and it may cost them even less because they may qualify for some help with the Part B premium. Hmm. Uh, and they're getting their prescriptions at the VA, so they've kind of got their bases covered. Right. Um, when I find somebody like that, though, I always uh, advise them to take a zero premium. Again, I'm not going to say free. The zero premium Medicare Advantage plan. And so why would I do that? I would do that because if they were hospitalized on an emergency basis, say they're hit by a bus, the ambulance doesn't take them to the nearest VA hospital. The ambulance takes them to the nearest hospital by law, by mm -hmm. regulation, mm -hmm. goes to the nearest hospital. What happens there? Well, they get hit with that Part A deductible, which I mentioned earlier was this year, $1,484. It's going up next year. Now, if they have a zero premium Medicare Advantage plan, they're entitled to go to the nearest hospital on an emergency basis, and they do incur a copay. Now, that copay ballpark somewhere around $300 a day. Usually, you don't stay in the hospital for more than a day or two. But so virtually in, in most cases, they're going to pay less than that $1,500. Yeah, right, basically, if they're there less than five days, right, they're going to, they're, they're they're going to make out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, um, you, you know, they, they incur that $1,500. And um, if it's avoidable for something that doesn't cost them anything, why wouldn't you do that just as a, as a backup? Uh, it, I don't. Yeah, I don't see a downside. I mean, is there a downside? Um, well, the the only downside would be if you were in there for the the five days. So then you're you're pretty much at the break even point. Right. But then you can stay indefinitely, you know, after the five days, and it doesn't cost you anything additional. Um, and and then we're talking about option three, which is a Medicare Advantage plan. Medicare Advantage plans are also called Medicare Part C. And on a Medicare Advantage plan, they're offered to you by uh, private health carriers. So in Massachusetts, that's the usual suspects. You know, that's Blue Cross Blue Shield, it's Tufts, it's Harvard Pilgrim, it's Fallon, it's Health New England, it's some of the national players now coming into this market, mm -hmm. which means it's Aetna. It's United AARP. There's some new players. There's a Medicare Advantage plan coming in to um, primarily Worcester, although they're also offered in Norfolk County and Suffolk County next year. Um, there's actually two new players uh, headquartered in, in Worcester that cover new uh, counties in Massachusetts next year. So my point is that the, the um, alternatives that list is getting larger. So you have more options to look at. So we, uh, I'm sure we have more ads from Joe Namath to look forward to. And, and, <laughs> I was just going to ask you about that. And yeah. Jimmy Walker yep. and whoever might be along. Whenever you see somebody that's uh, talking about a zero premium plan, they're talking about a Medicare Advantage plan. I'm going to talk more about a Medicare Advantage which is, plan. Which is what you've just... You know, advocated for certain for certain individuals, absolutely. But, but it's not a, not yeah. certainly not a blanket recommendation. No, it yeah. isn't. So, yeah. my wife is on a Medicare Advantage plan. I'm going to talk about that. Perfect. The fourth option when you're turning 65 is you can go on a Medicare supplement plan. That's called a Medigap 
plan. And in those cases, you know, they fill in the gaps left by Medicare. Medicare is primary. So that means that the bill goes to Medicare first, and then Medicare sends it to whoever the secondary payer is. And again, it's the usual suspects that I just mentioned. Most all of the health plans that I just mentioned also have a Medicare supplement plan that they offer. Now, if somebody takes a Medicare supplement plan and they do it on an individual basis, not an employer group basis, they've got to add to it a, what's called standalone by itself Part D plan to cover their prescriptions. Mm. Okay. So, yeah, so as far as the companies you might work with, you said those are basically the same things for the Advantage plans or the supplemental plans. Right. I think there's one or two of the Advantage plans that don't offer a supplement, but by and large, if they <laughs> offer an Advantage plan, they also offer a supplement plan. Okay. All right. Oh, we have a caller. Uh, we have Mike from Arizona. Oh, jeez. What, what a coincidence. Yeah. What a, what a coincidence. Yes. Hi, Mike. Mike. And Brenda. Yes. The, uh, <laughs> Hi, Peter. The airwaves are working this morning. They, they are working, and, uh, and we got up really, really early. I was going to say, it's uh, what, 6, uh, 620 there? It's 620. Aye, yeah. Aye, aye. yeah. You, you, yeah. Frankly, Mike, yeah. you sound like you haven't had your coffee yet. Well, I'm into my second cup. Oh, good. <laughs> so good. You can see how far behind it. I guess so. <laughs> and you're right about Leroy Kelly and Jim Brown. Hey, um, I, I I called at this particular moment because you were starting to get into the Advantage program, and I I brushed this topic with Kirk just uh, several weeks ago. I'm we are in Arizona, yep. and and I'm I'm trying to discern the difference between coverages. If we are bouncing back and forth between Massachusetts and Arizona, just as an example. Yeah. Is there some part of this program that says, we'll cover you if something happens to you in Massachusetts, but there's another part of the program that won't cover you if you're not in Arizona, for example. It is, is the Advantage program specific to Arizona where the medical, the regular Medicare program covers me anywhere or... I'm, I'm confused about that Okay. Uh, in terms of what do I buy? And you don't have to answer that this moment if you're heading down that road, but okay. it was important to me to know where I'm covered and where I'm not covered. So most Medicare Advantage plans uh, have some form of a network, and that means to get their best pricing, you have to stay within that network. So if you're going to spend uh, a fair amount of time in Massachusetts... Usually when somebody does something like that, I, I have them look extra long at a supplement plan. And the reason that I do that is on a supplement plan, Medicare is primary. So you can use it anywhere in the country. Any, any physician who takes Medicare has got to take whatever Medicare supplement plan you have. And as a result of that, um, it travels very well. That said... If you've got a, uh, uh, an Advantage plan in Arizona that you really like, you know, it's, it, your doctor takes it, uh, they've got a really good product design, uh, and maybe it's a PPO that gives you a little more access outside of Arizona, and maybe it's a national plan. So some of the national plans, I'm thinking specifically of uh, United or AARP in this case, and even Blue Cross Blue Shield in some instances, will cover you uh, in extensive uh, areas throughout the country. So I would look at national uh, players uh, for uh, an HMO or a PPO, paying particular attention to a PPO, and then if you don't want to do all that research, go with a supplement. So the program that I have right now, currently employed, is an Aetna PPO. Okay. And and I see Aetna is in the in the Advantage program, <clears throat> and and because our doctor is in that program, it seems to work. And and uh, and and so that's sort of where I'm headed. But I haven't investigated or completely understand any of these things, and I plan on communicating with you. And so, which is my next question? Can you help somebody in Arizona? Yes, I can. 
I help okay. I, I help because Medicare is Medicare with uh, local um, exceptions. So what I typically do, the first thing I would do for somebody outside of Massachusetts is I would use their zip code and analyze their prescriptions. So Mm -hmm. I would tell them, so what's your best deal for a prescription plan? What's your best deal on a PPO plan? You know, you've said essentially you have uh, an Aetna PPO, so you're fairly confident that your PCP will take the Aetna uh, HMO or PPO of Medicare. That that's the piece that I would question. So these networks typically are much smaller than what you find in a commercial network. I remember in the mid 2000s, I worked at uh, Tufts Health Plan in the Medicare sales department, and I did an analysis of the commercial uh, PCPs within the Tufts network and the um, Medicare Advantage PCPs in the Medicare network. And there were about 22,000 doctors in the commercial network, and there were about 1,800 in the Medicare network. Hmm. So, you know, that's about a 1 in 11 ratio. So just because somebody takes, some doctor takes a commercial plan, you, you cannot make that assumption. You need to have somebody look it up in a directory, or you need to ask the doctor, you know, what Medicare Advantage plans do you have a contract with? Sometimes they don't know the answer. Sometimes the office staff doesn't know the answer. I did look up a little bit for for this particular physician, and it was showing Medicare HMO, but I did make the phone call to find out whether there was another plan or a a different plan that maybe they also accepted. But I understand what you're saying, that they can be limited. Yes. The other question I have is, very quickly, the SS44 that you were talking about, that's specific to the look back on earned income to have that reevaluated. Did I understand that correctly? You do. Okay. All right. Good. All right. Thank you very much. Nice so, to hear from uh, um, you. Mike, I just want to say it's it's obvious to me now where, where Kirk gets his intelligence. Huh? <laughs> his mother hasn't even said a word. She gets all the credit. Mm. Okay. I'll remember to... <laughs> Use that line on my wife. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, gentlemen. All right. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Thanks for the call. You're welcome. Bye. Um, And I mean, yeah, that is a good, it is a good question because I mean, obviously we have got lots of people that, you know, go down to Florida and Mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's the Mm -hmm. same, the same, same question and same situation. You want to make sure you're covered when you're, when you're traveling, you know, back and forth. and And, you know, that brings up a point that I'd like to make. And that is, I mentioned earlier uh, briefly that Massachusetts is one of three exception states in the country. So as a result of that, uh, what that really means in terms of the Medicare supplement plans is that we don't underwrite that product. So what does that mean? That means that we don't factor in one's gender, one's age, or one's medical condition. Mm -hmm. So somebody can take a Medicare supplement plan here in Massachusetts and bring it with them in Florida to Florida and as they age and as they accumulate chronic conditions if they had a Florida supplement plan that would impact the premium in a negative way the premium would go up I see that's not accounted for in the Massachusetts supplement so it's a great idea if you can is before you retire to Florida or before you leave Massachusetts Get the Massachusetts supplement and take it with you. Hmm. Or if you're a, a snowbird, um, yeah. same you know same thing. You want to make sure that you have the the network uh, protection or coverage as as you were talking about earlier. Right. Um, all right. So I think we just have like another minute. So I'm just going to kind of close out and give out the uh, the seminar info uh, one more time, and then we'll come back. So right. uh, we are having a, a webinar uh, with Peter Stoner of Stoner & Company on October 20th at 6.30 p.m. Uh, that will be a, uh, you know, a Zoom event. Um, so if you would like to register to join us, please call the office, 781-834-2010. Uh, and we'll collect your, you know, your email and give you a give you a link uh, for the Zoom event. Um, and Peter, why don't you, if you want to, just give out your contact info uh, one more time uh, before the break here? Sure, thank you. I'm Peter Stoner. My telephone number is seven eight one 
All right. Thanks, Peter. All right. We're going to take a break and uh, we'll be right back. Are you ready to get organized? Let's consolidate those old accounts and make sure your investment strategies are appropriate. This is Kirk Reed, a certified financial planner with McNamara Financial in Marshfield. Find out more at McNamaraFinancial.com. All right. We are back. Uh, Good morning. You're listening to McNamara on Money the South Shore's very own financial talk radio show. Uh, My name is Kirk Reed uh, from McNamara Financial. I am joined uh, this morning uh, by Peter Stoner of Stoner & Company. Um, It looks like we have a caller. Uh, So can we go to John in Marshfield? Good morning, John. Hey, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Peter and uh, Kirk. How are you doing? Good, good. What can we do for you? Um, uh, First of all... uh, uh, Peter, we have connected with uh, Kathy, and she was very helpful, and we are on one of the supplements that she uh, offered. Nice. So uh, that's a good thing, and so we've already always appreciated your advice, and we've been to a couple of your sen- seminars, so uh, that's a uh, that's a, a, a plug for your for your seminars. So oh. they've, been, they've been very helpful and informative. But my question this morning has to do with dental. Uh-huh. Like, my my question has to do with dental. Um, there is there is information that's floating out there that says that um, Medicare will be including dental coverage. Um, <clears throat> so talk to me about things like dental coverage. Talk about things like dental coverage and eye coverage. Okay. So those are two benefits specifically that Medicare does not cover currently. And Congress is kicking around the possibility of including it in the future. And that does appear more likely now than it has in the past. But, uh, you know, I'm from Missouri on that one. I'll I'll believe it when I see it. (laughs) So, (laughs) I I mean, really, at this point, um, I view uh, dental, most especially, to not be an especially good value when somebody goes on Medicare. And the reason for that is that Medicare, in all instances, is an individual benefit. In other words, it's not for groups. This is an individual benefit. So the dental carriers have no way of diversifying the risk among, say, 100 employees. So as a result of that, they don't give particularly good deals, if you will. Uh, Historically, the premium is somewhere in the ballpark of $50 a month. And they uh, also cap the benefit, usually around $1,000, perhaps a little more. So you're guaranteed to pay $600 a year in premium. And maybe you get some of your, you get your money back in a little more. And, but maybe you don't. So what I tell people, frankly, is that dentists seem to me to have two sets of prices. One is for people with insurance and the other is without. And that if you make it clear that you don't have dental insurance, there's usually a discount that's available. Um, You know, it's difficult for us in this culture to ask for a uh, discount. We weren't brought up up bartering uh, for things. But I encourage people to um, be courageous. (laughs) Ask ask for the discount more often than it's available. As far as... (laughs) I'm sure you are. I know you're courageous, John. (laughs) And as far as uh, vision is concerned, uh, again, Medicare doesn't cover that currently. A lot of the Medicare Advantage plans will cover that. A lot of the Medicare Advantage plans also will cover some dental. Um, The Advantage plans are a particularly profitable product to the health carriers. So they tweak the benefits in order to uh, encourage you to join their membership. But the, uh, the other problem is dentists are an independent lot, and they pick and choose, you know, what they'll, they, they want to yeah. have covered and what they don't want to have covered. Right. And dental, as we get older, is an extremely high. It's extremely expensive. It can be. It can yeah. be. There are some uh, advantage plans next year that are offering particularly lucrative dental benefits. Uh-huh. I, I saw one that would cover you up to $2,500 next year. Mm. But you have to be, you have to be, 
You have to go to a dentist that will accept that, though, correct? Uh, I believe so. I believe that that's one of their qualifications. Hmm. And, and our, and our, uh, 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 at least in one case, though, yeah. John, it, that's not true. In what, and at least in one case that I'm aware of, it's it's a reimbursement of dental expenses. So you can mm -hmm. go to any dentist, and and they will reimburse you. Um, I would encourage you to ask Kathy about that. I can't be specific over the year. This is supposed to be strictly yeah. educational. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. So, uh, um, so your your feeling is maybe another year or so before dental will be part of the Medicare package. Uh, if it's going to become part of the Medicare Advantage or uh, Medicare package, it will be, uh, yeah, within the next year. Uh, it it okay. all seems like, uh, it, you know, another quibbling now. So we'll have to see how that turns out. Do you, do you, from the things that you've seen, do you anticipate that it'll be uh, uh, 2022? Uh, you know, you're putting me on the spot here, John. <laughs> if I was going to bet on this, and I learned very early on in life not to bet on anything. Um, <laughs> there you go. But um, if I were going to bet on it, I, I would bet that there will be some dental uh, in 2020. Not 2022, but 2023. Right. All right. All right. That'll be, that'll be hopefully, that'll be helpful. Um, is it anticipated? Is that, is that going to be an added cost, do you think? Or what, what do you see? Uh, I think they'll work it into the premium. But I think that it will be a marginal additional cost. I mean, I saw studies years ago of how much dental was going to add to a premium, uh, yeah. and it wasn't a deal breaker. Yeah. Um, the other question that I have is um, that ties in with your previous, uh, what you did previously. Um, the figure that's being floated as far as the cost of living increase uh, for um, Social Security looks to be around six, probably a little bit over 6%, which is probably the highest it's been since the 80s, I suppose, on a one-year uh, one uh, change. I agree. Um, is, is um, yes, yeah, so somewhere between six and six and a half percent is what I've seen listening to some shows like, uh, like McNamara on Money or something like that. <laughs> but um, the, uh, if that goes up, what, uh, if if the cost of living does go up, Medicare will increase as well. Uh, you have a feeling as to how much Medicare will go up January first. Well, I've I've seen uh, uh, one estimate of uh, so it's one forty eight fifty now. Right, right. It, it looks to me the things that I've seen it'll go up ten dollars, which is a large increase historically. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if it's a if it's a large cost of living increase, it would you would presume it would be a large uh, Medicare increase as well. Right. Yeah, that's about right. almost seven percent. Right. Yeah, another another seven percent, Kirk. Right. Yeah, another. Yeah, the other. Yeah, the deductible was seven. This one's about seven. Seven percent yeah. here. Seven percent there. Right. And if Social Security yeah. talking about if real Social money. Security on average goes up two, you know, there's a there's a gap there. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, Social Security is going to go up six, six, six and a half. But that's you know. not, uh, yeah, that's not normal, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Government gets their money either way. <laughs> no comment. No comment. Yeah. <laughs> you know, John, the government right. is listening. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm... Oh, no. Yeah, they, they're, they're monitoring my phone right now. I can see right. there's a little button. Right. There's a little, uh, <laughs> little light going on now. <laughs> I know. All right. Peter? All right, yeah. that's the only question I have. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you for everything. Uh, that you do on McNamara on money, Kirk, and uh, thanks for the answer to my questions, uh, Peter. Thank, thank, thank you. Yeah, thank you for the call and the questions. All right. Um, well, I, I don't know if I'm seeing double or uh, okay. So it looks like looks like we have another caller, uh, okay. and this is this is also John from Marshfield. Uh, John, can you hear us? Yes, I can. Can you hear me? Yes. Good it's morning. A, it's definitely a different voice. Okay. <laughs> the John from Marshfield, they're taking over the planet. Hey, I've got a question. Um, I've heard you explain the differences between the Advantage and, and the supplement plans. And it seems to me like, you know, the, the supplement, and I heard, Peter, that you actually have a supplement plan yourself. Right. And it is kind of a sleep at night plan where no matter what happens, I think you're okay. So here's the thing. I mean, unlike auto and home insurance, 
it seems to me that supplement is kind of a soup to nuts. You're all done. There's not going to be any issues over who's liable or anything like that or any games. You're, it's going to get paid. So if that's the case, why would any factor other than the rate determine where you go, assuming you're dealing with creditworthy customers or creditworthy insurance companies, as I'm sure you do? Well, clearly the rate is one of the driving factors. I mean, because the, the benefits are mandated by the state. So we're pretty much talking about the same product, regardless of what company we're talking about. Um, so the rate is the major component. And um, I actually haven't talked specifically about supplements and advantage plans yet. That's the next topic that I'm going to get to, assuming we have the time. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about it, but the the rate is clearly what what drives the bus, if you will, for most people making that decision. But beyond that, I think it's even more than that. I think if I'm if what I hear from you is correct, there's of all the companies you deal with, that is the only factor that I would look at. What? Why would I be wrong in saying, Peter? Don't even waste your time. Give me your lowest rate on your supplement plan. Well, I don't, what other factor would there be? Well, so I, I send, uh, whenever I do these uh, cost analysis, I send a, um, an Excel spreadsheet. And on the uh, horizontal lines of the Excel spreadsheets are some minor benefits that are differentiators. So I'll give you an example. One, one of the carriers offers 20, uh, 24-hour nurse line. Well, that might appeal to somebody, mm -hmm. okay. you know? Um, somebody has a better um, reimbursement on their, um, if you ha go to a health plan, that might appeal to somebody. Somebody, one of the plans does a little better in terms of the holistic approach with perhaps acupuncture or massage therapy. Um, again, those are, those are minor differences. Um, they don't make a difference for a lot of people, but for those that, with whom they do make a difference, it is, it is a, a driver in their decision. Just out of curiosity, is the plan that you have the lowest price plan in your in your system? It is. Yeah, but but John, I'm a guy that will go out of his way for the cheapest gas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're in the same boat, Peter. Thank you uh, for your help. You're welcome. All right, thanks Appreciate for the, thanks for the call. Yep. Um, yeah, all right, that's interesting. Um, what, did I go out of the way for the cheapest gas? Yeah, all that, yeah, exactly. Uh, I usually go for the one that I can turn right out of, you know, that's that's the one I go for. All right. Yeah, different different strokes. Um, all right, so yeah, do you want to do, you wanna do the, the his and hers, like what you do for yourself and your wife? Do you want to uh, go? I do. Okay, I, I do. I like because, that one, yeah. Because this is the why in the road yeah, that, I, yeah. that I talk about. So, um, because we've got, we got somewhat we got about, limited... We've got about 15 minutes. 15 minutes, okay. So, I'm going to talk about... My, my wife took a Medicare Advantage plan, also called uh, Part C. Um, she took it in 2012 when we both turned 65. She took uh, an HMO. Can I, can, I, can I... Sorry to interrupt you. I know you're on. Sure. Um, I was just curious. So, she did that in 2012. Right. And, and she's been on it ever since. No. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was just curious about that. Yeah. Okay. So she can change it. She yep. took an HMO, had a $40 premium. About um, seven years later, two years ago, she took a PPO. Why did she take the PPO? Well, the difference, an HMO, first of all, is a health maintenance organization. A PPO is a preferred provider organization. HMOs have a, a, a very restrictive network. PPOs have a network, but they allow you to go outside of the network at a, at a higher premium. So they'll give you more access to doctors than an HMO will. They will not give you as much access to doctors as a Medicare supplement plan. But my wife took the PPO um, not because of that additional access. She took it because they give her up to $1,000 reimbursement in dental. My wife went on an HMO in the first place because she was very healthy in 2012. She remains so. She takes no prescriptions, and both of her parents live to be 95. So we figured, 
you know, there's about a $200 delta in cost. Why don't we put her on a, uh, on a, on a Medicare Advantage plan? Every year in the fall, if she has developed something chronic during the course of that year, we can put her in a supplement plan, and that's exactly what we will do. That hasn't happened yet. You know, hopefully, knock on wood, it won't happen for some time longer. We can pretty much bank on one day, you know, it's, there's going to be an issue. That typically happens as we age. But right now, she's been saving about $2,000 a year relative to what I've been spending. Um, and she's been getting uh, that $1,000 reimbursement for dental because my wife is very healthy. Her teeth are not as healthy. Mm -hmm. I mean, she has, she has a need for dental uh, every year. Every year, there uh, seems there's a crown, there's a bridge, there's something that, that costs significant money when you don't have dental coverage. It's very nice to get that reimbursement. It's found money. And uh, you can imagine, I love found money. <laughs> and, and that's a good example we, of it. We all do, even when you find a, a, a nickel yeah. on the street, right? I, yeah. And I, even more, yeah. twice as much, I love a dime. Yes, right. <laughs> so, um, and another thing about a Medicare Advantage plan is that the, uh, the uh, prescription piece is built right into it. So I mentioned earlier, my wife doesn't take any prescriptions, but it was important that she have prescription coverage because if she didn't, the government would penalize her. And so she gets that penalty covered and uh, offset as a result of having a plan that has the prescription piece built uh, into it directly. Now she pays a copayment for everything. So it's almost like an a la carte menu at, the, at a restaurant. But most of us are accustomed to having uh, an HMO or a PPO at our place of business where we work. And we're accustomed to paying co-pays. Same thing on a Medicare Advantage plan. They offer some additional benefits, dental being an obvious one, but vision as well. And there are some other things that are typically counted. The uh, premiums range by county. Uh, they can be as low as zero. My wife's PPO is, in fact, zero. Great premium. It's not free. It's not free, boy, but it's a zero premium. Um, and she needs to get a referral for everything if she wants to avoid paying out-of-network uh, pricing. The out-of-network can be expensive. I've seen things like uh, if you go to a doctor out-of-network and it's a 45% copay. Well, I don't, I don't like copays that are a percentage. You know, percentage of a high number is still a high number. Yeah. So I, I think it's important to avoid. But in any event, it's worked really well for her. Uh, and again, we looked at it this year. Uh, we'll keep her on uh, PPO. May change her, in full disclosure, to a different PPO. We'll see. Uh, not all of the information is in yet for 2022. But um, the other product that the majority of my clients take that I'm on is a Medicare supplement plan, also called a Medigap plan. Out of state, the, uh, the plans that, um, in, our, in our state, the plans that most people buy is called the SUP1A. Some of the plans, some of the carriers within Massachusetts um, call that SUP1A plan a particular brand name that I'm not gonna mention, but they call it by a brand name. Uh, they don't call it SUP1A, but SUP1A is equivalent to the plan N that you find everywhere else. So if you have a cousin who calls you up from Florida and says, uh, you know, I took plan A, uh, I'm sorry, plan N, and that's the one I would recommend that you take, we don't have that here. Yeah. We have the SUP1 that, that people aging into Medicare right now cannot take, those that have been grandfathered on it, or those that were 65 prior to January 1st of 1955 can take the SUP1. The much more popular plan now, SUP1A, what's the, what's the difference between the 1 and the 1A? Difference is between on the 1A, you have to pay the Part B deductible. I mentioned earlier that this year that's $203. Next year it's expected to go to $217. 
but you save over $500 in the premium. Hmm. So although you're responsible for a $200 plus deductible, in premium you save over $500, so your net savings is over 300 right. And so the math is driving the exodus. I had a SUP1, now I have a SUP1A, it's a, it's a better value. It covers everything for me except the deductible. Most importantly, I can go to any doctor in the country without a referral. So in Massachusetts, 96% of doctors take Medicare. So I have access to 96% of those doctors. That's assuming they're still taking new patients. That can be a problem if they're not. But there's no network associated with it. I'll have a conversation with people talking about a Medicare supplement plan. When I'm done, they say to me, so what's the network? There is no network. As long as a doctor takes Medicare, they have to take a Medicare supplement plan, any of them, because on those plans, Medicare is primary. The bill goes to Medicare. Medicare pays there typically 80%. And then the balance of the bill goes to the carrier. Once you've paid the Medicare deductible, you pay nothing. So that's like a fixed price menu at a restaurant. You pay your price, everything's included. Uh, so you mentioned like the 96% coverage. Yeah. That, yeah. Was, that was the national? That's Massachusetts. Well, that's Massachusetts. Yeah. Okay. That's what now, I was, okay. It, it, nationally, it's going to be somewhere in that ballpark. Okay. It may not be that high. In some states, it'll be higher. I would be amazed if there was a doctor in Florida that didn't take Medicare. Mm. You know, that's the that's the richest game in town. Yeah, yeah. Why okay. why wouldn't they take it? Okay. Uh, whereas Massachusetts, what you'll find is that there's a lot of mental health therapists, most especially, who don't like the reimbursement from Medicare. So most of the four percent that don't take Medicare are comprised of that group of specialists. Mental health. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, you bring it up, you know, as you get into it, yeah, you can really see all of the, the levels of, you yeah. know, consideration. Right. And I think, you know, you're, make, you're making an excellent point from my point of view that, you know, somebody, you know, somebody that's 65 or older and, and even in retirement, they should be chatting with you or somebody like you on an annual basis right. to be, you know, to be reviewing and revisiting their, right. their coverage. And that's what's happening right now, which is why I'm working all sorts of hours and 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 yeah. never really get caught up until December 8th. <laughs> um yeah, right, exactly. That's your your day of rest. It um, is. Yeah, you need to hire maybe you need to hire. Yeah. Well, said you said you are hiring someone. I, I did. Well, yeah. I did. Yeah, yeah. I did hire someone. So Yeah, good. Um you know, we haven't even talked about the uh, drug coverage under Medicare, but that's a significant cost variable. That's a piece that I like to see people get analyzed so at least they have a budget in their mind. The supplement, the SUP1A, by the way, for those that are um, trying to get a sense of costs, you know, you, you can budget somewhere around $170 for a supplement plan in Massachusetts for the first year. And the reason I say for the first year is because um, these plans will give you a discount. Some plans will give you a 15% discount for each of the first two years. Other plans will give you a 15% discount the first year, a 10% discount the second year, and 5% the third. I like them to give me your, your best shot. Give me the 15%. Then after two years, we can go back to the market and see, is there a better deal out there? And, and do they offer the discount with the hope that you just stay with them indefinitely? Exactly. Right. Exactly. It's not for nothing. Pick, pick, pick they, me, pick you, me, right. and then just exactly. be, and then be lazy forever. Y yeah. You know, yeah. somebody I guess op uh, offered it at one point, and then they've all followed suit. So if they're not offering the 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 discount, they're not competitive. Mm -hmm. And as John, one of the Johns from uh, Marshfield mentioned, why would I make a decision that right. was based on anything other than cost? Right. Um, this is. You know, I just had a question about, um, you know, let's, well, let's say, for example, we're talking to somebody that's 55 and, you know, we're starting to look towards retirement and we're starting to, you know, do some planning for retirement and what their, you know, their costs might be in retirement. And, you know, so obviously, you know, health insurance is going to come up as a topic. So, you know, can we, can we sort of, you know, make a good guess, you know, if, 
if Medi you know if Medicare and you know Part B and the supplement costs X Y Z today, you know, do you have kind of a good number to project as far as inflation, you know, over the next you know ten years or? or? You know, I used to use five percent, but you know, as John from one of the Johns mentioned, uh, next year the increase is going to be six percent. Mm -hmm. So is that a trend? Who knows? We don't know. Now that's that's correlated to inflation. Uh, inflation was high this year. Mm -hmm. According to the Federal Reserve, that was temporary. Mm -hmm. I think the... Transitory, I think, is the word they use. Yeah, yes. well, you know, I, nobody... I, so I watch certain TV shows that talk about the market. None of the people that I listen to believe that for a second. <laughs> uh, but anyhow, you know, maybe it's true, maybe it isn't. But I would factor in something a little more than 5% at this point just just to be on the safe side. I mean, the important thing is... If somebody starts to take expensive drugs, that's a whole new mm -hmm. ball game. Yes. That can skew the results appreciably. Very and, and it needs to be factored in. Very and that's you know, that's nearly impossible to plan for. Um to yeah, to know that. It's very hard. Yeah. Very hard. Um so we only we only have about two minutes left. Okay. Um so I'm gonna I'm going to give you the last two minutes here if you want to just, because I know you had a couple of things about, you know, why somebody would work with you and just let you, you know, spend a couple of minutes oh, talking about you. that. Yeah. Because you've done a great job. Great so this is your reward. Yeah. So thank you. I mean, the, the first thing that I try to do is to nail down a budget for people. I want them to know what they're looking at because they call me because they're making a decision. Sometimes they've already made it. I'm going on Medicare, period. Well, that's a different discussion. Then it's a question of, okay, so which kind of a plan do you want to go on and why? Uh, if they want to go on an Advantage plan, there's a lot more research into the doctor networks. Who's your doctor? I want to make sure that your doctor will continue to see you on that new Advantage plan. Uh, if it's a supplement plan, it's a little different. Um, I focus on the supplement plans. But in either case, I always delve into the drug plans right away because that's the most significant cost variable under Medicare. All right, so why don't you give out your phone number one more time? My telephone number is 781-431-7550. My website is www.stonermedicare.com. Dot com. My email address is pstoner at stonermedicare.com. Thank you. All right. My name is Kirk Reed, McNamara Financial. Uh, thank you for listening. Have a great weekend.